Hey, Urban Farm Podcast listeners. If you're as passionate about preserving the bounty of each season as we are, hey, I canned my first peaches at the age of 18, and that was a long time ago, then you're going to love what our friends over at Denali Canning have in store for you. They're on a mission to spread the love and knowledge of food preservation, and they're inviting you to join the journey for free. Right now, Denali Canning is offering free canning lids to anyone who wants to dive deeper into the world of food preservation. Yes, you heard that right, absolutely free. It's the perfect opportunity for both seasoned canners and those curious about starting. Denali is about quality, reliability, and supporting the canning community, ensuring that you get the best results every time you preserve. So why not give it a try? Visit DenaliCanning.com forward slash free to claim your free lids and start your preserving adventures today. That's DenaliCanning.com forward slash free. Did you know that according to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, two-thirds of all our fruits and veggies eaten in the United States come from outside the country? And there are all kinds of problems with that. For one, an apple that had to travel hundreds or even thousands of miles to get to your plate can't be all that fresh or nutritious. And I say that's just crazy, especially when we can grow so many different varieties in our own front and backyards. Jumping into growing your own food is actually quite simple. You just need to know the rules. My free webinar, Introduction to Urban Farming, begins to frame out your pathway to growing your own healthy food. In this free webinar, you'll learn the three simple steps to becoming an urban farmer, the five components of healthy soil, and how to think regeneratively, which is, by the way, one of the most important concepts we need to be exploring right now. Will you join me in this webinar and help co-create the food revolution? Just text GARDEN to 44222 or go to urbanfarmu.org to sign up for your free webinar. That's GARDEN to 44222 or urbanfarmu.org. You're listening to the Urban Farm Podcast, your partner in the Grow Your Own Food revolution. Whether you've just been introduced to urban farming or you're a lifelong advocate, we're sure you'll leave feeling more informed, equipped, and empowered to dig deeper into the soil of your local food economy. With you every step of the way, here's your host, Greg Peterson. Today on the Urban Farm Podcast, we have Deborah Prince of Urban G4G to talk about her experience with starting her urban farm in New Jersey. Gardening has been Deborah's passion and therapy for over 20 years. She grows a huge range of fruits and veggies from asparagus to zucchini, makes her own compost and vermicompost, and her latest project is building a chicken coop. She lives in New Jersey and has been married for 23 years with a big family of eight children and 15 grandchildren. Welcome to the show today, Deborah. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, absolutely. So I shared a bit about you. Can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at now? Well, you know what? When I was a little girl, um, I remember picking the seeds out of flowers. And I was it was something that I was just attracted to. But it wasn't until I was married 
that I decided, as soon as we moved into this to our house, mm -hmm. I just told my husband the first thing I want to garden. That was the first thing I asked for. Nice. <laughs> Never grew anything before, but right? except inside pl plants. Inside, but okay, I, good. So that's how we started. <laughs> All right. And so that, that was 23 years ago, yes? Yes. Yeah, so what's happened over the past 23 years that... Oh, my goodness. It grew from a garden to a farm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's a very interesting interesting thought. So how did it grow from a garden to a farm? Tell me about that. Well, each year it just I wanted to grow more things, and because I was so excited, everything I put in the ground grew, and I was just so excited. And on the seventh year, you're supposed to let it rest. So yeah. of course, I I had to still grow stuff, so I had to <laughs> keep making more room. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So it evolved. <laughs> it evolved. Why? So here's here's a, maybe a tough question for you. Why is it a farm now when it was a garden before? Because everybody who comes and sees it, they say, this is not a garden, it's a farm. <laughs> nice. nice. And so your, your farm is Urban G4G. So what yeah. does that mean? G for G is gardening for all generations. <laughs> nice. And and you before we started recording, you told me a little bit of a conversation that you had with Taylor, our podcast manager here. Tell me about that. Well, I told her my name was Gardening for All Generations, but I thought it was too long. So uh -huh. she came back. She said, well, why don't you just call it G for G? I said, oh, that's good. That sounds interesting. So it, I named it G for G Urban Farmer. <laughs> great. Well, and it works, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It absolutely works. So, so this is might be one of those deep questions. Why did you name your farm? You know, I, everything is supposed to have a name. Last year, our friends were here from Bermuda, and in their homes, they everyone they named their house. They named really their yes, wow. and they said you got to have a name. So uh -huh. I'm like, okay, I have to get a name. <laughs> so, and, and obviously, then it just made sense to you. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So why do you think it's so important to grow your own food? Especially today, it's more important because the food that we have today is not real food. I mean, it's it reminds me of Soylent Green. I don't know if you ever saw that <laughs> Oh, movie. yes, I Charleston did. Heston. Yes, yes. And when people are hungry, that they'll eat anything. So processed food is, is, is destroying our youth, is, is causing high blood pressure, is causing diabetes, high blood, uh, obesity. Yep. And it's just horrible. So if, and most of the kids today don't know about real food. Uh -huh. So what do you consider real food? Something I grow in the ground and pick out the <laughs> pick something, myself. Something that looks like food. <laughs> yeah. Something that you grow and you know that what's in it. I mean, I know what's in my soil. Uh -huh. I know that I'm not putting chemicals in my soil. I yep. know it. My kids are not eating all the kind of pesticides and herbicides and any kind of sides. They're not eating that. They're eating compost that's going in the soil mm -hmm. and. Worm castings, everything good is going in and to make the soil good. My soil is alive. My soil is not dead. Why is that important? It's extremely important because if you compare a regular agriculture today, uh -huh. the soils are dead. They're depleted. There's no organic matter in the soil right. because it's all chemicals. And mine, if you go through my soil, it's full of earthworms. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
and organisms and yeah, things you don't see. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say a lot more than just earthworms. Yes, and... yes, there's a whole soil web. Yeah. And it's so many things in there that's organic that's, you know, that's eating the stuff that is supposed to be in there and creating nutrients in the ground. Uh-huh. Because soil is what feeds the food. Feeds the plants. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. when, which is a, really the food because that's what we're doing. We're doing it here to, we're growing this so that we can put it in our mouths and harvest food from our yard. Yes. Yes. What's... And, and you sorry. No, please. <laughs> no, I was going to say, but you also have to be careful with the seed. You have to have good seed as well. Oh, tell me about that. Because what they're doing now with the seeds, they're being created in laboratories yeah. and they're, uh, you know, taking the DNA of the seeds and putting in Roundup and all kind of other stuff that we're eating, even though they know it's doing harm to people, but they're making money. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to know something. You said 23 years ago when you, when you moved into the ha this house, you said, I want a garden. Yes. And here we are 23 years later. How did you learn all of this stuff? Oh, my goodness. I All my books, my library is gardening. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A lot of my, most of my library is, if, if it's not the, the Bible or something spiritual, uh -huh. it's the garden. And all of my YouTube is gardening. <laughs> uh -huh. Wow. Do you, do you know um, my friend Jake Mace on YouTube, it's uh, he's the vegan athlete. Yes, I do. I listened. I watched him a couple of times. Isn't he great? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah, really great. Yeah, he's, he's really great. Yeah, he he does a bang up job, and he he lives right around the corner from us here. We get to chat all the time. In fact, I'm having lunch with him on Monday. Oh, that'll be great. Tell yeah. him one of his listeners is watching, listening to I, him. I <laughs> will absolutely. So you, you learn basically what I hear you saying is you learned it from books. I started with books 23 years ago because, uh -huh. of course, YouTube and the Didn't internet wasn't really yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> but now, I mean, I do online classes now with uh -huh. uh, Permaculture with Jeff Loughton. Oh, uh, good. Yes. And um, I do podcasts with, uh, I watch Marjorie Wildcraft. Oh, she's great. She's awesome. Yes. Um, Ocean Robbins. Yep. Um, uh, Paul, Paul, I can never Stamets, say his name. From the mushroom back guy? To Eden, no, the Back to Eden Garden. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He's great. And Will Allen. Oh, yes. <laughs> Love what Will's doing. Yes. So, you know, and it's it's really cool these days that we have this this huge resource out there called the Internet that we can just go randomly harvest literally whatever we want to know. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. There's no excuse not to learn anything. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't have to say it. <laughs> I didn't have to say it. Cool. So I have a I have a question for you. The last cool thing that you learned off of the internet was the last cool thing? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I know. So much. Well, one of the things that I've learned is I'm obsessed right now with getting my chicken coop. I've been watching how to build oh, a chicken. Oh yes. <laughs> so I'm in the process of getting all of the equipment to do that. So I could get chick. I have to have chickens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and okay. it's legal now in our town. Nice. It wasn't legal before, but I was still going to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> did I say that out loud? Yeah, you did. And that's okay. <laughs> that is absolutely okay. That is absolutely okay.
So what do you grow and what do you find to be the easiest to grow? Like I said, I grow everything from A to Z. I grow asparagus, I grow beans, uh, I grow carrots and cucumbers. Wow. I mean, uh -huh. everything, corn. I grow Haitian corn that grows about 12 feet. Wow. <laughs> I grow everything, uh -huh. watermelon, cantaloupe, blueberries, peas. Oh, blueberries. Yes. Oh, nice. Um, wheatgrass. Wheatgrass, I make wheatgrass. Oh, fantastic. I grow everything, greens, cool. kale, kalaloo. And so what do you find easiest to grow? The easiest thing to grow is beans and lettuce. Uh -huh. and I think to me it's all easy because I just stick it in the ground. That, well, I don't stick it in the ground. I have to make my own soil, uh -huh. my, seed, my seed starter, and then I start it there in a greenhouse, oh. and then I put it outside. Nice. Soil. Nice. I hope you've, you've sent us some photographs of your yard so we can include them in the show notes, right? Yes. Oh, yes. definitely. Oh, fantastic. So you mentioned it, so let's talk about it. What do you put in your compost? How do you, you know, what's that about? Okay, everything from the house, my kids, are, everybody in the house is trained. Uh -huh. They know that when they have vegetable peels or eggshells, when they're cooking their breakfast, it goes, coffee grinds, everything goes in this little, I have a little garbage can on top of my sink, the one that you touch nice. the bottom in it. They put everything in there, and then I take it outside and put it in my compost. Right. I'll go to Starbucks and get coffee grinds. Oh, or, good. <laughs> or if I go to the farmer's market, I'll get whatever they have that they don't you know throw out and I'll use that uh, if I don't have enough but uh -huh. I have like I started with a tumbler oh yes I grew out of that long time ago and now <laughs> I have three big bins nice nice <laughs> <And it Well, laughs> how big is your property I think it's like a little it's about oh <laughs> maybe a quarter of an acre. Quarter of acre okay so a, a nice piece of dirt yeah yeah a nice piece of dirt cool Cool. So what would you say to somebody that wants to start growing food, but they don't know where to start? I would tell them to start small. Start mm -hmm. with, a, with a, maybe even a lettuce, a, a salad garden. Uh -huh. start, don't, don't try to do a farm in one day, you know? Yeah. Start with something that you like to eat. You have to grow what you like to eat. Yeah. Um, That's a big piece, isn't it? That's a very big piece because yeah. you could grow uh, so much food and then, you know, you don't like it. Right. But uh, my kids grew up on vegetables. I never, you know, I always made their food when they were babies. Oh, and, good for uh, you. Yeah, so they always, even now as grown kids, I have grandkids, but they eat vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, and, and I found that over and over again, if somebody, even the young ones, if they grow something, they're going to eat it. They're going to eat it. Yeah, hands down. So Especially I, when they see that it doesn't come from the store. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm actually really excited about this next question. So you're helping to schedule a screening for the documentary, Can You Dig It? Where You Live? Yes. Tell us about, because now all of a sudden you're not just in your yard, but you're going out to the community and talking to people about this. Tell us about that. Well, I think, you know, when you have a passion, it, it, it shouldn't just stay with you. It's supposed to, when God gives you something, it's supposed to be for the world. It's supposed mm -hmm. to be to give everything out. So about last year, I heard about Ron Finley on a TED Talk. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was great. And I um, told him that, well, I'm going to be digging in. And, you know, and I, and I am. So now they have the movie out. I'm going to help uh, promote it because yeah. I think it's so important. Yeah. Fantastic. Because one of the things that I realize is that I don't live in a food desert, but there's a lot of places in our country yeah. where people can't even buy food. 
yeah. real food, alive food. <laughs> right. And that was one of the places that he was talking about, you know, so many food deserts. So mm -hmm. people need to really pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. So can you talk about a time that you failed, how you overcame that failure and what you might have learned from it? You mean in the garden, right? <laughs> Whatever your heart desires on this one. Well, when I first started the garden, I, I was using chemicals. Uh -huh. And it was this big bug and I just sprayed it. I didn't you know, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. But but then I realized that it was it was a good bug because there's bad mm. bugs and there's good bugs. Yep. So um, that's one of the things where I felt that, you know, a a good bug came to my yard and I didn't know. So right. I think that was not good. <laughs> and what, yeah, what, what's your learning point there? My learning point is that all bugs are not bad. Yeah. That we need we need bugs. We need predator bugs. We need yeah. ladybugs to eat the aphids, and we need uh, you know green lace wings to eat whatever else comes in. So uh, good bugs are bad bugs. <laughs> Got it. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So what do you consider your biggest success? My biggest success is that I've continued after all of these years and I'm still growing my own food. And I think that's great because yeah. my kids get upset with me when the garden is not producing. Even though they don't <laughs> go out there to help me, but they know they know what a real tomato tastes like. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, I have to say, I, I would consider that one of your biggest successes, that you've raised these kids and these grandkids to eat vegetables yes. and demand that, hey, mom and grandma, how come your garden's not producing? Because I want some real food. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's great. It's yeah, great. That's fantastic. So what drives you? Oh, my goodness. I thank God that he wakes me up every day. Uh -huh. And when he wakes me up, that means it's time to get going and get yeah. moving. Yeah. <laughs> That's what drives me. Yeah. And the fact that I think that people have to have a voice in our food. We can't have corporations telling us or, or dictating to us what we're going to eat. Uh -huh. I mean, we should have choices. We should know that GMOs are in our food. And we should know what's real and what's not real so that people can make choices. I mm -hmm. think a lot of people are, don't understand what food is about. I think they're just hungry and go to the store and buy whatever yeah. and not really realizing what's in it. Yeah. So that's what drives me because I don't want my kids eating all this stuff. I mean, I don't want, I don't want my family growing up and not understanding what food is. Yeah, beautifully said. And my husband, he had a pacemaker uh, three, four years ago, and he had this open wound because the pacemaker came out of his body. Oh, my gosh. And it it got infected, so they had to open up him on the other side and put it in. But I, we made kale juice, I uh -huh. made wheatgrass, and his wound closed up so fast that yeah. the nurse was like, I don't believe how fast this is closing <laughs> up. And it was about the size of my fist. Uh-huh. Because you can't close that, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. They had to use a vacuum, but it, I know it was the vegetables that helped close yeah. it. Yeah. That sounds like a good success, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great success. So I'm all about education, and I have to know, is there one book that's been really influential for you in this gardening process? 
Well, when I first started out, I think I wore out Carrots Love Tomatoes. I love that book. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about it. I mean, that was like an awesome, awesome book. I still have it, but I have, think I have to get another one because I wore it out. <laughs> <laughs> What's it I mean, about? It's about companion planting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how, because, you know, what I did not realize when I first started is that some vegetables don't like other vegetables. Other vegetables, like, yeah. Like corn and, and tomatoes don't like each other. Right. <laughs> and onions and peas or beans don't like each other. Right. <laughs> so it, it tells you what you can plant with, with, with different vegetables so you don't have to use chemicals. Uh -huh. You know, so if I plant tomatoes with carrots, it's it, it could fight each other's battles. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't have to, or garlic, put garlic with it. Right. And, a lot of books don't like garlic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so I that but that book I stayed in. Fantastic. And, and then there was another one with oh, Jerry please. Baker. Jerry Baker? Oh yes. Um yeah, he had all of these uh you just take soda and Listerine and tea and I mean he just put all this stuff in and spray yeah. the garden and you know, get the bugs away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what, so do you these remember? are things that you can make yourself, you know? Right, exactly. Exactly. So what one final piece of advice do you have for our listeners? My final piece is get to know what you like. Start growing some food, some real food. Yeah. And, you know, stick to heirloom, heirloom seeds. If you, you know, if you want real seeds... Those are, heirlooms are the best. Yeah. And I would just advise anybody to do it. I mean, get out in the dirt. I mean, <laughs> get out of the house and get off the video games and get out in the dirt and learn how to make some food. Uh -huh. <laughs> some real food. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining, joining us on the show today and sharing your experience with us today, Deborah. It has been a treat chatting with you. Thank you so much, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so how can our listeners get a hold of you? You can email me. My right. email is dprinceru at hotmail.com. Perfect. Perfect. But they would have to put in the podcast because I don't, every, if I don't see something that I recognize, yeah, I don't yeah. answer. Okay, good. So in the subject line, say something about your podcast. Yes. All right. Fantastic. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> have a great day. Did you know that according to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, two-thirds of all our fruits and veggies eaten in the United States come from outside the country? And there are all kinds of problems with that. For one, an apple that had to travel hundreds or even thousands of miles to get to your plate can't be all that fresh or nutritious. And I say that's just crazy, especially when we can grow so many different varieties in our own front and backyards. Jumping into growing your own food is actually quite simple. You just need to know the rules. My free webinar, Introduction to Urban Farming, begins to frame out your pathway to growing your own healthy food. In this free webinar, you'll learn the three simple steps to becoming an urban farmer, the five components of healthy soil, and how to think regeneratively, which is, by the way, one of the most important concepts we need to be exploring right now. Will you join me in this webinar and help co-create the food revolution? Just text GARDEN to 44222 or go to urbanfarmu.org to sign up for your free webinar. 
That's garden to 44222 or urbanfarmu.org. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen three days a week for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. Hey, Urban Farm Podcast listeners. If you're as passionate about preserving the bounty of each season as we are, hey, I canned my first peaches at the age of 18, and that was a long time ago, then you're going to love what our friends over at Denali Canning have in store for you. They're on a mission to spread the love and knowledge of food preservation, and they're inviting you to join the journey for free. Right now, Denali Canning is offering free canning lids to anyone who wants to dive deeper into the world of food preservation. Yes, you heard that right, absolutely free. It's the perfect opportunity for both seasoned canners and those curious about starting. Denali is about quality, reliability, and supporting the canning community, ensuring that you get the best results every time you preserve. So why not give it a try? Visit DenaliCanning.com forward slash free to claim your free lids and start your preserving adventures today. That's DenaliCanning.com forward slash free.